and welcome to Inspiring Women Leaders, the podcast about leadership by women only, from which everyone can learn. Inspiring Women Leaders aims to showcase the extensive leadership knowledge and practical skills of its incredible guests, and to both inspire and educate its listeners, helping them acquire the know-how necessary to become better leaders themselves. Without further ado, I'd now like to welcome my guest. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Hello and welcome to the first proper episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Yep, not just me with a monologue. I actually have a guest. I'm doing an interview. So I am so super chuffed. I can't I can't even tell you to welcome to the show. It's my first guest, my friend and fellow physician, entrepreneur and coach, Dr. Neka Unuchukwu. There are not enough words to describe or explain how incredible a person Dr. Unuchukwu is, but I will start with her bio, which has been supplied to me. Dr. Unuchukwu is a board-certified pediatrician and the founder and CEO of Ivy League Pediatrics outside of Atlanta, Georgia. She graduated from the University of Nigeria College of Medicine and completed her residency in New Jersey before opening her own practice. After honing her entrepreneurial skills, Dr. Una, as her coaches and mentees, which includes me, all affectionately call her, created the EntreMD Business School, podcast to go with that, and a community to help physicians build personal brands around their expertise to open practices and develop product lines. Featured in Forbes and a member of the Forbes Business Council, she has helped doctors all over the world leverage entrepreneurship to build lives they love. And I am one of those international uh, doctors that she has helped. I I think it really is an understatement for me to say that Dr. Una is leading the way with inspiration. So without further ado, let's meet Dr. Una. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for agreeing to come. I mean, thank you so, so much for agreeing to come on and speak to the show's audience. I am so truly honored and blessed. Thank you. Well, I'm honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And I'm feeling like a real VIP. I'm your first, you know, interview guest. So this is this is amazing. But thank you for inviting me and thank you for what you do. This is such a important conversation to be had. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's it's all about it's all about you guys, the guests and uh, the expertise that you can bring. But yeah, I'm I'm so grateful to have brought this vessel um to to showcase your amazing uh, knowledge and skills. So Okay, so I've I've done the introduction, um, but in your own words, a bit more uh, a bit more informally, can you tell the audience a bit more about yourself, including what your current work roles are and what leadership positions you currently hold and have held in the past, please? Yeah, sure. So you know, like you said, I'm I'm Neka Una Chuku. Of course, everybody calls me Doctor Una, including my sister, for for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> I am, you know, on the personal side, I've been married for 16 years. I have four kiddos. I homeschool the older two who are 14 and 12. And, um, you know, professionally, I'm a pediatrician. At this point, I am on a sabbatical, so I have not put my hands on patients in the last five months. Um, but I do run my practice. I'm very involved with it. Um, but, you know, I show up there as the CEO of the practice. That's the role that I'm in now. And then I spend most of my time doing what I love, what I consider my legacy work, which is what I do with EntreMD. EntreMD is a company that I started almost four years ago. And the goal is simple, to help doctors build profitable businesses, whether 
Those are brands, private practices, other kind of services, um, nonprofits, product lines, and so that we can literally take back control, right? So we can live life, practice medicine on our own terms, uh, especially because we live in a time where, you know, in, especially in the U.S., we're talking loss of autonomy, you know, doctors going like, do not go into medicine. That is a recommendation of most physicians. There's no financial security and all of that, and it shouldn't be so. We are only one si- skill away from being able to turn that around. And that's business skills. That That's the missing link for us. And so I do that. Um, I do that through the podcast, the EntreMD podcast. Uh, I had a new baby recently, the EntreMD Method book. Um, yes. <laughs> and I then the EntreMD. <laughs> yeah, I have your picture with it. Thank you so much for getting a copy and spreading the word. And um, and then the EntreMD Business School, uh, which before I used to say was my year-long program, but we have people who are going on their third year in the school, so I'm not sure what to call it. But it, it, is, it is a place for doctors who are all in and they get the coaching and accountability um, and the community they need to thrive as physician entrepreneurs. So I'm the I'm the CEO of two companies. I, I think at this point I would I would say what I'm trying to do is be the leader of a movement, a movement of change in the physician mm-hmm. community. Um, that's probably the role I identify the most with. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it, it definitely is a movement. You are a visionary, um, and you have. Class, you know, kind of people in your class from all over the world. Uh, you know, it's 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 truly international. And and I think what what strikes me is that you're doing all of these amazing things. You know, you're CEO of two companies, and you have have other businesses. I, I think you've you've told us in the past. Um, and you have four kids, and you're homeschooling too. Now, a few, <laughs> a few months ago, my kids got COVID. I had to homeschool them for a week. I was I didn't have any hair on my head. It's growing back now, but I was pulling pulling my hair out. I just don't know how you managed to homeschool. Two well, kids if and you all if you, you are if amazing. you noticed, I said I homeschool the older two. Yeah, the younger two go to school because I will not have any hair left. <laughs> so yeah, you're is, okay. <laughs> very good reason for that. Yeah, um, but yes, I mean, uh, what you say about uh, the community you've created. Uh, I mean, honestly, it it wouldn't be if. It, if it weren't for the community, I don't even think this podcast would would be a, a thing, would be a concept because, you know, I was I was um, in the school um, for about nine months and I made such strong connections with, you know, my fellow students, my fellow classmates. And, um, you know, a lot, a lot of whom will be coming on the show and have, you know, um, have been inspiration, inspirational to me as well. So, I mean, yeah, you are just creating something. It's magical. It really is. And uh, I just needed you to come on the show to show, um, you know, aspiring leaders in medicine and, and other professions what, what is possible. So thank you. So, I mean, I could speak to this, uh, you know, what I think of your your leadership style, which I think is amazingly great. Um, but what? how would you describe your personal leadership style? I think my leadership style is, um, I guess it's what you'd call servant leadership. It, it's not really, leadership is not really about accomplishing things. It is helping people um, accomplish things, um, creating win-win situations, right? Like we work together, I'm the leader, but it works for you, it works for me. Um, I think about it as taking the responsibility of creating a vision large enough 
that the vision of the people you lead, the visions of the people you lead can fit in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so if you think about, you know, what I do with EntreMD, I'm really wanting to bring a, a shift, like a disruption to the healthcare space. Mm. And that so physicians can go back to being the leaders in the healthcare space, being the people who love what they do and having financial security. But that is big enough that other people's visions can fit in it, yep. right? And so we're working together. It works for you. It works for me. Everybody comes out on top. Um, I'm really committed to seeing whoever is in my orbit, whoever I lead, becoming the best version of themselves. That's my job, a hundred percent. And so I, I see my leadership that way. It's creating win-win situations. It's not about having a position, having things your way, and other people are at a disadvantage or they, they're not really gonna start their lives until they walk away from working with you because you're stifling them. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it's creating yeah. win-win situations. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great because obviously there are some leaders who sort of smother people if they feel th threatened by them. But your your vision is ever expanding as as your as your students' visions get bigger. Then so your the space that you hold for them has to get bigger. Um, and that's that's kind of how I see what's going. And I, and and I've learned from you, you know, um, that the the wins, you know, there has to be a win for, you know, the. In my case, the coach has to be a win for the the client. Uh, with podcasts, you know, it's got to be a win for the audience, a win for the guest, a win for the host. You know, and it's it's yeah, everybody wins. Everybody wins. You, yeah, and when everybody wins, as a leader, you can have the biggest impact. You can have the biggest following um, mm -hmm. because it's it's true, it's authentic, it's genuine. Um, it's a game changer for people. And um, it, it's it's the it's the best kind of leadership. Yeah. It's it's the best, and everything you touch becomes your legacy work. There's nothing that's just meaningless work. Yeah, because you you leave people different. Um, yeah. it's like what you're doing with your podcast. You're creating wins for the people who are listening. Um, mm -hmm. right, you're creating wins for your your guests because I'm going to be able to talk to people who. Maybe I our paths would never have crossed, yeah. right? And then you 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 talk you read my bio and I feel really good, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. You know. And then for yourself, the 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 impact of you creating wins for your guests and your audience is that your brand grows and your influence grows and your reach grows and people know like and trust you more. Your business grows and all of that. And so with that style of leadership, you, nobody's taking advantage of anybody. Nobody's leaving with a sour taste in their mouth. Everything yeah. is good, yeah. you know. So it's it's a beautiful place to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, love that. Thank you. Um, so, in terms of your journey to leadership, um, if I recall correctly, you when you qualified as an attending in pediatrics, you d you did work at another clinic for a, a while, didn't you? Before you set your your own I, up. Yeah, I worked for about. Uh, 12 months thereabouts mm -hmm. before I started my own practice. Yeah. yeah. So it was a, it was a pretty short journey to becoming CEO of your own clinic. Right. Um, so what, maybe talk a little bit about the, uh, the Entre MD side of things and your kind of, you know, your, your leadership journey to that, to becoming who, who you are now. Cause you said you set it up about four years ago. 
So yeah. how yeah, how has that role kind of like evolved? Well, so so this is the deal, right? I, I need to take you to the version of me that started any of these things. All right. So I was the socially awkward, super shy, introverted introvert, lots of insecurities. Um and so I didn't see my name and leadership in the same sentence, right? And yeah. and so when I, for instance, when I started my practice, um, I wouldn't, in the beginning, I didn't hire anybody. Because I, I was like, how am I going to lead? Like, I'm going to lead a team? How, how am I mm-hmm. going to do that? And then I'm going to pay the team, which is a whole other, we're going to need a whole other podcast episode for that. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> right? And so I answered my own phones. Like, you won't believe, I answered my own phones. I created an alter ego. Her name was Ella. And so I'm like, thank you for calling Ivy League Pediatrics. This is Ella, right? Ella was me, okay? And <laughs> so I answered my own phones. I, I did my own vitals. I, I saw the patient. I did the billing at the back end because I hadn't grown into being a leader. I didn't really think people would follow me. It's very strange, yeah. but that's kind of where I was. And then I, that's when I discovered, I, I really went hard on personal development. I did a lot of stuff by Brian Tracy. Now we're talking 2010. So it's very different from now. I didn't even know what a coach was. Like, you know what I mean? There were not a lot of, um, f- there were no physician groups. Groups, that was not a feature on Facebook. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Like this was, yeah. you're on your own, figure it out. Yeah. And so I learned a lot about hiring, building company culture, leading a team and all of that stuff from some resources that he had. And then I started embracing that. I grew a team. But even at that, because, you know, you're growing levels of leadership. So I had the team, but I had a really hard time holding them accountable. I really had a hard time sharing my vision and inviting them to take seats on the bus in my view. You know what I mean? Because I was like, who am I to tell them what to do? So we worked and we, you know, saw the patients and all that went away. But I wasn't standing as an authentic leader because I wasn't taking them where I wanted to go. Yeah, You you know what I mean? So that was for the private practice. And so, you know, six years, we're doing really well. I've seen patients four days a week and all of that. And then this whole there is more thing came back, right? As like, there has to be more. And um, and then so I started this on-chain D journey. I I think the word I can use to describe it was I was embarrassed because I was like, you're gonna call yourself a coach and you're gonna lead people. Mm. Like Tony Robbins is a coach and you're a coach. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not understanding what you're talking about, right? Yeah. And again, this was in 2016. There were some physician coaches, but this was not this was not an acceptable thing per se. Yeah. There were not many of them. And yeah. so I I you know, it, it was hard to show up as a leader. It's hard to show up as a leader when you're embarrassed <laughs> by yeah. what you represent and all of that. And so I had to work on the value that I bring. I had to work on the vision, owning, and I think that was the, one of the best things I did is I really sat with the vision of what I wanted to accomplish, right? I'm like, I want to help 100,000. At the time I said 80,000 people because I wanted to help 10% of the physician community. So at the time it was 800,000. And Mm -hmm. so I want to help 80,000 physicians learn how to build businesses so they can have their lives back. They (laughs) they could have the freedom to live life and practice medicine on their terms. And it it was the vision that got me that put me in a position where I was willing to 
lead. I was willing to talk about my vision. I was willing to tell people, come follow me. I was willing to tell people, you know, let's build this together. And, um, so, so for me, a lot, my, my challenges were all, they were just internal. Mm-hmm. They were internal all the way. And I'm still, you know, I don't think leadership is something you attain. Like now I'm all the leader I'll be. I think there's a constant evolution yeah. and I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm still working on it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. owning the vision, I think was what made the biggest difference. Um, sitting with that vision, you know, living it, breathing it, sleeping it. And yeah. I was like, I cannot not do this. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was a, a calling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true calling. So can, can we just um, unpick a little bit more about the the mindset then, the kind of the fears and kind of how that affected you initially? Yeah, so, I mean, the, the fears basically, I don't even know if it, it's not even just that it affected me, it stopped me. Like I just uh-huh. didn't, the leader me just didn't show up, Yeah. right? Because I was afraid of, being rejected. I was afraid of being having my ideas rejected because I had not made the difference between my ideas and me. And so mm-hmm. if somebody rejected my idea, they rejected me, which is not true. They just okay. rejected my idea, right? Yeah. And so so that fear, that fear was there. Um the f- the fear that I was not the kind of person people will follow. You know, and so if they're not going to follow me, then I'm just not going to show up. So I just didn't, I just didn't show up. And, you know, for everybody listening, I think one of the best things we can do for ourselves is become everything we have the potential to be, right? And, And fear will stop, try to stop us, you know, all along the way. And Dr. Adam, you've read my book, so you know my, my stance on fear, I tried for years to get rid of this fear. Like, I cannot wait till I'm free of this fear so I can do what I want to do. And one day I was like, I don't know how old I was, but let's say I was 35. I'm like, dudette, you are 35 years old. (laughs) And this fear is still here. Yeah. So clearly it's not planning to go anywhere. And we don't, we don't, if I live, if I live to be 90, 100, 120, I'm burning daylight regardless. I, I'm yeah. not going to live forever. And so I made a new decision and the decision was this, I'm, I'm going to stop fighting fear. I'm going to let it stay right there and I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to do is be at my 90th birthday when I don't have the time and I don't have the strength to chase after my dreams mm-hmm. and realize that I didn't do it. Yeah. And I could have, but I didn't. Yeah. I don't want to do that. So I tell people I've done everything I've done afraid. I do yeah. my podcast afraid. I do the business school afraid. I throw live events with 500 people registered afraid. I do it all afraid and I don't care. I'm not I'm not waiting for the fear to go away anymore. I'm good. <laughs> that is powerful. Yeah. That's that's really that's really strong. I mean, yeah. And when you start to shift your mindset like that, it you you get you start to get into the realm of empowerment. Uh but yeah, I mean, gosh, I'm 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 47 in July. You know, I've I've just launched a podcast. I've been thinking about it for it'll be three years in August. You know, I only got around to doing my website in 
March, having been coaching for a couple of years, because I was afraid to set up my stall, show my shop window to the world, what's going to happen? People are going to come at me, I'm going to get trolled, and, you know, people are going to hate me and not think I'm any good. And, you know, the, you know, the age of 40, 45, 46 still have those fears. Um, but you're right, you just have to, it's a bit bit cheesy, but embrace the fear, I suppose. Embrace and, and the fear. Can, use it, yeah. Like, hug it. Say, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can stay here, but you don't vote anymore. You, your voting rights have been revoked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and really, for anybody who's listening, because sometimes what this does is it provokes a lot of regret. Like, oh, man, what if I had done it at 20? What if I had done it at 35? Right? Yeah. And I have, a re- I have a philosophy with regret that I think will be helpful to everyone who's listening, and that's this. If you find out there's something you could have done 10 years ago that you didn't do, there's no there's no point spending the next two years wasting time thinking about what you could have done that you didn't because there's yeah. absolutely no way to reverse that. Yeah. Right? And so what I do so that I don't live in regret at all, because I don't, I don't live there, mm. is I find somebody else who is currently making the mistake I made and I help them not make it. Yeah. And so because of that, so for instance, I may say, so that you're saying, oh, I wanted to start my podcast three years ago, but I started it today. But imagine that five other people start podcasts three years earlier because of you. Mm. That's even better than you started three years earlier. You know what I mean? Because this is your legacy. This is how your life changed the world. So what is there to be sad about? You just converted what you should regret into a lesson and taught it to somebody else. Boom. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't touch regret with a 10 foot pole. It's such a negative emotion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. No, that's a, a really good way of, of looking at it. Um, and the other thing is, and this is something that has, has come from listening to your podcast and that's how I first, well, I first heard you on Erin Wiseman's podcast and then I just consumed all of your episodes. And I remember you talking about your inner critic and how you dealt with your inner critic. It's her name Vicky. Is it Vicky? Vicky. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, like Vicky and other other names are available, but but yours is called Vicky. Um, you know, she was a, a a thorn in your side, a pain in your pain in your behind. Yeah. Um, so she could have kind of like stopped you um, on your leadership journey. How did you? How did you manage her? How did you quieten her down? So this is the thing. I thought Vicky and I were one and the same. Like the inner, the constant, like, oh, you can't do this. Oh, you can't do that. If you go speak at that event, you're going to lose, you're going to lose your words. You're going to put that program there. Nobody's going to sign up and you're going to do this and people are going to boo you. Oh, and the, you oh, the negative reviews that you're going to get. Oh, you're talking to that person. Look at how they're looking at you. They're like, what is she talking about? Like, she's making no sense. Relentless, relentless. Yeah. In fact, I'll tell you one that's really funny. I spoke at a conference, uh, the Brave Enough conference um, put on by Dr. Um, Sasha Shilkut. And this mm. was um, about, well, about nine months ago. Okay. So this is recent. Okay. Mm. So I'm sitting in the audience. I was going to be speaking the following day. No, I was going to be speaking that day. Okay. But the speaker that went before me was already there doing her thing. And then Vicky starts. Oh, you see that little cord? It was like an electrical cord. You see that cord before the stairs to get on stage? You're going to trip on that. 
and you're going to fall and you're going to hit your teeth on the edge of the stairs and you're going to lose two teeth and there's going to be blood everywhere. And knowing you, you're going to be like, I'm still going to do my talk. And Sasha's going to be like, you're bleeding. You can't do it. Like, go take care of the bleeding. And then you won't speak anymore. Can you imagine how ridiculous that conversation is? And this is nine months ago, okay? And yeah. I've done a lot of work on my mind and all this. And I'm just saying that to say it, it, it's normal. And I'm an Enneagram 6. And I heard somebody describe it in a way that made me go like, oh, oh, so I'm not abnormal. He said, these are the people who have pre-traumatic stress disorder. Like nothing has happened, but they yeah. have imagined 10 hundred scenarios of how everything can go wrong. And they're terrified about something that most likely will never happen. Yeah, yeah. Right? So now, so I need you to imagine me for years not realizing that th these are not my thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? This is not me, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the power in naming Vicky for me was that you are crazy and I am not, right? Yeah. Like is that distinction between, um, you know, all these crazy thoughts so th yeah. when the crazy thoughts go i just recognize there will always be crazy thoughts yeah but i'm very clear that those are not my thoughts and those will not stop and those i do not make decisions based on that yeah because before i did yeah right oh you're not the kind of person who can speak then i wouldn't speak yeah oh you're not the kind of person who could who can build like with the business school it was like oh mm -hmm. hang on Harvard has a business school. Emory has a business school, which is a big university in, 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 the, in the state where I live. And you have a business school? Like who's fooling who? What is going on here? <laughs> right? But at that point I had already realized like that is not going away, but that yeah. does not get to vote, yeah. right? Like yeah. I, I can hear it, I can, it can be in my mind, but it doesn't get to vote. So yes, I heard it. Yes, I still started the business school yeah. because Vicky doesn't get a vote anymore. Yeah. So for me, it was just the power of separating that narrative that's yeah. not going to go away yeah. and, and just taking away its power to vote. So I can feel fear. I can feel, I can hear all of that and still do what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe some people have gotten rid of it. Not a thing for me. And I'm, yeah. I, I was like, I'm not, I'm not waiting for this one more second. I'm, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. I've been in the room with some people who are really powerful CEOs running $500 million companies and all of that. They still mm. have the same narrative going on in their heads. Yeah. And so I was like, wait a minute. They went all the way to 500 million. They're still thinking these crazy things. Yeah. We might as well just do what we need to do and stop yeah. trying to make it stop. Yeah. 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 That's great. So, I mean, you've described the you know, kind of an embarrassment earlier on in your in your career, the fears, lots of fears, um, and you know the neg the negative mind chatter, the Vicky, and and so on. And you've you've explained beautifully how you've navigated all of those um, because these are things that will trip up wannabe leaders for sure. Um, you know, I'm I'm too embarrassed. I can't possibly tell ask someone to do something, you know, or, um, I'm too afraid to do that or yeah, my, my Vicky or, or whatever is, um, in overdrive. Um, so that's, that's fantastic. All very real potential scenarios with practical, um, ways to uh, navigate them. So thank you for that. 
So in addition to that wonderful advice um, about kind of dealing with your own internal challenges, um, do you have any other advice for our listeners on how to become strong, strong and kind and compassionate leaders? I, I have two, maybe. Let's do two. I'm generous. <laughs> you can have a third. Okay, okay. Look, you, you know, three hours later, I'll still be going. I'm kidding. Um, I think the, the first thing is to recognize that you're not static. You're dynamic. So when I started off my private practice, I felt like I was the kind of person who could not run a wildly successful private practice. I didn't have any business training, didn't have the experience. I just couldn't, right? I was shy, I was an introvert and all the things. And so when I looked at people who had really great practices, my conclusion is they're great at that and I am not the end. Mm. And I, you know, when I went on my personal development binge, then I heard Brian Tracy made a, make a statement that, um, in, in a, not heard, or I read it in a book. He said, all business skills are learnable. That was such a pivotal moment for me. All business skills are learnable. I'm like, hold up. I'm a physician. If there is anything I can do, I can learn, mm-hmm. right? And that automatically meant that the people who had those bigger practices were not better than me. They just had skills I didn't have. And I can, you're not born with skills. I can acquire them. And so what that means is as a leader, don't think that where you are is a lid or you're capped. You're Mm -hmm. not. You can become better. You can become like the leaders you, you are inspired by. You can Mm -hmm. become, you know, the, the leader that you've had the vision that you can be. You are not static, you are dynamic, you can change. It is so critical that we understand that. Yeah. And when you think about it, the human potential, nobody really knows what the cap is, okay? If I told you 10 years ago that a man is gonna be trying actively to put people in Mars, you would have been like, what is this, a sci-fi movie? What are you talking Mm. about? Mm. Well, we have somebody who's actively trying to do that. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. nobody, re- I say that to say nobody really knows what the end of our potential is. Yeah. So you might as well own your dream and chase it down because yeah. it's within reach, right? But yeah. you can you can change, you can. Yeah. The second theme is a little more overarching and that is it's so easy to get distracted in the day-to-day um, because the day today is full of challenges and, mm-hmm. you know, shiny things and social media and all of the things. One of the things that's kept me, I think, on the straight and narrow is the relationship I have with my 90 year old self. And mm-hmm. I think everybody should cultivate that. Now, in a lot of people do this exercise where they tell you, oh, think about it being your funeral and, you know, someone is reading about you. What would, what would you want them to say? For me, it was just too morbid for me to attend my funeral that many times. You know, I'm I'm just saying, yeah, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) You know, no, it's too much. It's too much. And so I know that I'm scared of dying, but who wants to relive their funeral like a gazillion times? And so I replaced (laughs) it with my 90th birthday. Okay. See, that's happy. So at that birthday party, um, someone stands up to read about your life. 
what do you want them to say? Like really think about it. Take time and write it down. Attend the party. Imagine what you're wearing. Imagine the people there. Imagine your family around there. Imagine the people whose lives you've impacted there. And they get up to read this thing about the different areas of your life. What do they say? Then when you're done defining that, come back and start creating that. Mm -hmm. Now, as what does that have to do with leadership? As a leader, it will make you own your vision. Mm -hmm. It will make you pay the price to become a better leader. It will make you realize how important it is to invest in people because money is important, but it is not more important than people. Mm -hmm. Money is important. It is not more important than the legacy that you leave. Yeah. Impact is the biggest currency, yeah. right? And so that kind of puts that in perspective and helps you make decisions that matter in the long term, not just decisions for the short term, right? So building that relationship with your older self, your older, wiser self that has shorter time yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes you make really wise decisions now. Yeah. And so... So yeah, those are the two things I would say. Awesome. They are very wise. Thank you. Yeah, I no, appreciate those. Um, okay, so I suppose, have you got any kind of, um, in, in a nutshell, take-home leadership messages um, for the listeners? You are the center of gravity of your life. Change you and everything changes. It's easy to blame mm -hmm situations, it's easy to blame people, it's easy to blame your upbringing, it's easy to blame everything on the yeah. outside. And those may be valid. So it's mm -hmm. not that it isn't, it's just that when you change, yeah. everything changes. And so um, you may be leading people that are giving you a hard time. Do you know I've learned that it's the leader? Like all yeah. my staff are crazy. Hmm, they're all led by you, you hired them, you kept them. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And so if yeah. you get better at hiring, you get better at business building culture, you get better at dehiring, everything gets better. So the the rate limiting step, the center of gravity, all of that, it's you. And yeah. so do everything you can to make you better. Do everything yeah. you can to take hundred response hundred percent responsibility for your life and the outcome of it and yeah. make it what you want it to be. Make you yeah. better. Yeah. It's all you. It's all me. Yeah. I love that. That's very that's very profound. Um yeah, that's great. I'm gonna let that percolate over the over the day. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, can you tell us um what you're currently excited to be working on that you'd like to share with the listeners? Oh, you know, I'm always working on something, uh -huh. Dr. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. Always working on something. Well, let's see. So in the EntreMD world, so in the EntreMD world for for this year, at the time of this recording, 2022, we have one mission. Um, and so the mission is the mass business education of physicians. Why? Because I know that that is the missing skill, <laughs> right? That's the missing piece in our education. And once we get that right, everything else falls in place. So we are striving to build a time where you know, doctors are the leaders inside and outside of the exam room. Doctors fall in love with practicing medicine again, and doctors have financial security. So, so this is our overarching mission. And so 
Of course, we're doing that, um, you know, with the Entree MD podcast. So we're pushing that into as many ears as we can. We're doing that with what we call the $16 MBA for physicians, which is the Entree MD method book. So we're yeah. pushing that in as many hands as we can. Grateful it got to your hand, Dr. Adam. <laughs> the day then, was released, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> and, you know, so we're pushing that. We have our annual event, Entree MD Live, uh, which is happening June the 16th. Um, so we're trying to put thousands of physicians in there. So it's it's all mass business education. Um, and then, you know, of course, with Entree Business School, it's always about how can I help them build those six and seven and multiple seven figure businesses faster and better. Yeah. So, and it's all with one, one mission, mass business education, because we're going to, we're going to topple the healthcare space, totally disrupted. It, it's that time for physicians. Yeah. Definitely. I love that. Love that mission. Um, so if any of the listeners would like to reach out to you, uh, what's the best way for them to do so? Yeah. So, you know, they're already on a podcast platform, so they can search Entree MD, E-N-T-R-E-M-D. Um, and we can, we can always, you know, continue the conversation there. And then everything else would be on uh, my website, EntreeMD.com. Brilliant. And I'll put those links in the, in the show notes. Um, do you, do you have any closing words that you'd like to share with the listeners? Yeah. Subscribe to Adam's podcast, subscribe <laughs> to the podcast and share it with the female leaders and aspiring leaders in your life. And, and, you know, I don't say this because, well, that's a cool thing she should say, but the truth of the matter is this, um, every person is one mindset shift, one thought away from a big breakthrough, right? And so what you do is you're really featuring female leaders. And it's not this cute Instagram reel of everything working. This is you pulling people and they're sharing the challenges, they're sharing the wins and all of that. And so people can experience it. So what it does is it makes them say, oh, these wins are possible for me. And these challenges are normal. And yeah. I mean, that is that is a game changer because yeah, I thought I had some big issue, right? Like, oh, I have, you know, this, this negative chatter. But after listening to me, you're like, oh, wait, they all have this negative chatter. So yeah. I don't need to be bent out of shape because of it. This is a human experience, yeah. right? Which think of how transformational that could be for somebody. So really, I mean it, subscribe to this podcast and share it with the female leaders and aspiring leaders in your life because this podcast can be the catalyst of change for them and you are the one that was a catalyst for the catalyst and that's your <laughs> legacy so do it yeah yeah uh, thank you thank you for that and and obviously i didn't didn't ask dr Rune to say that but <laughs> no but it's i the mean truth. <laughs> yeah it, it's yeah i i'm ambitious for the show i I think it could be transformational, as you, as you say, it could really help um, give practical know-how to aspiring leaders um, and make the next generation of leaders way better, you know, and, and for, for our children, you know, for our daughters. Yeah. Um, it's really important to me. So, um, well, I think all that remains to be seen is thank you again so much for coming on my show, sharing all your wisdom and wonderful advice um, with the audience. Um, you, there could be no one else to be my first guest. Uh, you have been a huge inspiration for me and you've been instrumental. And I said before the show, um, I, I wouldn't even 
conceive that I could have a podcast of my own if I hadn't started listening to Entre MD, you know, those two, two and a half years ago or whatever. Um, and, you know, you just continue to inspire me and uh, classmates and, you know, I'm, I'm inspired by what they do. So thank you for everything you do. And thank you for being my first guest. I'm so, so honored, genuinely. Th- thank you so much for, for having me. I'm going to be bragging about this for a long time. They're like, oh, look at where this podcast is. I was like, I was the first guest. Did you see my episode? <laughs> I hope I'll so. Be I hope you can dine out on it. <laughs> oh, no, I will be bragging. Just watch. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you again and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining me and my guest on the Inspiring Women Leaders podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you did, please download the show and leave it a rating and a review so that together we can share the amazing lessons we've learned from my guests with listeners far and wide and help as many aspiring leaders as possible. Most of my podcasts will also be uploaded to my YouTube channel, Dr. Adam, Physician Coach. So please check out my channel there and hopefully you'll find some videos on similar topics to watch and enjoy. Finally, I have some exciting new group coaching programs and a membership scheme in the pipeline. So please keep a regular eye on my website, www.dradamharrison.com. That's www.dradamharrison.com for updates. Thank you again for your time today. And please join me next time, two weeks from now on Alternate Wednesdays for another brilliant episode of Inspiring Women Leaders.